2: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports, Mark Henry and I, Dive into the main event of SummerSlam on Saturday night. That's right. John Cena and your head of the table, Roman Reigns. Who's going to win? Do we see Roman continue to dominate SmackDown? Or do we see John Cena become the most decorated world champion of all time? Also, we sit down. It's Tony time. Tony Khan, your owner. President and CEO of AEW on everything that's happening on Rampage tonight, right now, on the Busted Open Podcast. I still don't know what we're going to see in that main event between Roman and Cena. Uh, Logic would dictate that Roman Reigns is going to win and continue to be your WWE Universal Champion. But who knows? We may see a new all-time decorated champion after Saturday with John Cena
2: you know what Dave I just want to live and see what happens rather than pronosticate and all of that I this is that's the one match on that show that I don't even care about the hoopla. I just want to see it now all other matches I have an idea of what I want as a fan, but in that match. I don't, I feel like both of these guys are such in a dominant place in pro wrestling history and the way pro wrestling is right now that they're above trying to fan guess. Like this is a fantasy warfare. This is what we wanted to see when we were kids. We wanted to see our top stars go against each other from different eras to see who would be the one. John Cena is, you know, 20 years in the game. Yep. Roman Reigns is on his way there, and they both have reached heights that very few wrestlers have been able to get to, where you're a multiple million dollar wrestler. Everybody in the world expects you to win, not not hopes you win, but expects it because of your dominance. And we get to see both of those guys go head to head.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting because you're right. John Cena, obviously the face of the WWE for forever. Uh, Forever. He was the the guy, you know, behind the PG era. And, you know, a lot of people got love to boo John Cena. That has not been the case since John Cena came back a few weeks ago. He has really gotten that hero's welcome. And he's going up against Roman Reigns, which, Mark, I think is safe to say, is the face of the WWE right now. And it's a different Roman Reigns than the one that John Cena said last Friday was being force-fed to the fans. This is a different Roman Reigns. I I am extremely excited for this main event tomorrow night in Vegas.
2: I am, but Dave, there's also, it's a different John Cena. This is a John Cena that's going out in. And and calling people out for for what was real to him, and what we know as true facts, he's calling people out. He's he's like, look, they they forced you on. Me. You never you you weren't me. I'm John I'm John Cena. Oh Roman Reigns, handsome guy. They want to put you over. They would never put you against me. Because they knew what that meant for you, you go down a peg, like I mean, when do we get John Cena being that guy? never so there this is a this is new ground, this is not what we had before, you know, so Roman reigns being the head of the table, John Cena being the icon that he is that's actually giving himself an edge i uh, just sign me up. I'm ready to go.
1: And, and Mark, listen, this this show tomorrow night in Vegas isn't just about one match. There's other matches. And we've said this a lot when it comes to the WWE. We may not have been crazy about the build and the storytelling leading to what we're going to see tomorrow night. I mean, obviously, throw that out the window when you're talking about Roman and John Cena. They have done a phenomenal job with Roman Reigns over the last year. But when it comes to what we're going to see tomorrow night in Vegas, this is what I'm excited about as a wrestling fan. The actual wrestlers will be in the ring doing their thing. It's not about creative. It's not about storytelling. It's not about the three-hour Monday Night Raw. It's about those talented performers doing what they do best in the ring.
2: It is. And leave all the negativity at home, guys. Just go and enjoy yourselves uh, also, Dave, um, there's a lot of things in wrestling that we have gotten that SummerSlam is going to give us. We we've had Bianca Belair and we've had Sasha Banks. Yeah. But now we get it again. What is it going to be like the second time? They know each other. They they faced each other before. There's stuff that they're going to do in that match that. They did in the first match, but this time it'll be like, uh, uh, uh. I know better, so it's like we. There's gonna be things that we're gonna get. I'm gonna tell you right now, for for my money. I really do think that the show, the match, that's still the show. Is gonna be Edge and Seth Rollins. I think that those guys refuse. To go out there and let anybody have a better match than them. So if you're a fan of either one of those men, um, lace them up. Get your popcorn ready, in the immortal words of T.O.
1: And listen, I'm going to have it ready because you look at some of these other matches. And I'll use one as an example that I've hated the story over the last month or so. Uh-oh. And that's Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal hated the story, didn't like the steps of what we were seeing going into this matchup. But when I actually see Drew McIntyre and Jinder in the ring on Saturday, they have a history together. Both Drew and Jinder have a great story. When that match actually happens tomorrow night, I'm going to be excited for it.
2: Dave, why, why would you not be excited for that, that match and the story? The buildup was honest. I didn't like them stealing the sword and trying all of that hokey bullshit. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, if anything, if, if you ever had a chance to have guys go to each other's houses because they have been to each other's houses, they were friends, you could have done so many unbelievable things with them, challenging each other, a la Matt Hardy and MVP back in the day. Anything. It could have been it could have been really, really super cool. But nonetheless, the story is they both know each other very well. These guys are like brothers. And I don't think much has changed other than the fact that now they're challenging each other in, in the ring. And when you know somebody, you know what they think. You know their philosophy on wrestling. There's going to be a lot of counters in this match. There's going to be a lot of that's not going to work. Just like I said would happen with Bianca and Sasha because they now they have a history. But the history between these guys, they were both failures together. Yep. How about that? To be able to look in each other's faces and say, hey, man, congratulations on your success because I remember when you thought about quitting wrestling because you thought that there was no way to recover from this. Like, come on, man. That's that's the story you should have told, but that's not where we are now. But we still get the end result is we get to see them go, both go in the ring and face each other.
1: This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. SummerSlam. A lot of people are excited. We're gonna have forty thousand plus in Vegas for SummerSlam. Mark, it's just, and you know this firsthand now, being with AEW. It's so good uh, having fans back in attendance, and to have that amount of fans. Wow. You know, we didn't get it for WrestleMania. We only had about what between eighteen and twenty thousand in Tampa, but we're gonna have forty thousand plus in Vegas tomorrow night. Pretty exciting.
2: You know what? And if if you thought that the talent. Performed at a high level at WrestleMania, you wait until they hear what forty thousand people sound like. It it make it goes through your body. It makes your clothes like vibrate when that many people cheer at the same time. And it, it sounds like when you're on uh you ever get out of the airport where you have to walk outside on the tarmac and then get on the plane? Yes, how loud it is, and it's constant, and you can you like kind of put your fingers in your ears because of the jet engines. That's that's what it sounds like with you know when you get like thirty forty thousand people in the arena. Um, I don't think that a lot of these people have experienced that. It's kind of like uh, the AEW crew. Like they they've been in some of these some of these guys and girls haven't been in front of ten thousand people before, and. As the youth movement, how young some of the talent are at WWE, um, I know for a fact that, you know, Bianca hasn't uh, been a singular performer in front of 40,000. That Rolling Loud, that was not a wrestling crowd. They were there for the music and the weed. <laughs> yeah, <it> weren't a <laughs> they weren't wrestling were, crowd. They were right. literally rolling loud. <laughs> <laughs> but now um, she's going to get out there and see what that feels like. I can't wait to watch it because I like to see people experience success, but I also like to see how they deal with it. Like success is intoxicating for some, and sometimes it makes people nervous. Like the the pressure of it gets to people. So I, I just want to see what it's like with all the different wrestlers
1: Yo, know, yesterday on the show mark we talked to matt riddle and matt riddle you know he got called up from nxt during the COVID era during the thunderdome era he never he didn't get to wrestle in front of fans for most of the time until just recently so this is obviously going to be a, a crowd that he doesn't normally perform in front of man you talk about somebody if you missed the interview go to the sirius xm app and listen to it on demand or definitely go to the busted open podcast, but you talk about a humble guy, you know, who's just like really taking it in and appreciating every moment, knowing where he's been. And now where he's at like, and he's a West coast guy. He's from the Vegas area. That's, that's like a homecoming for him tomorrow night in front of. 40 and he don't have to fan. be. Yeah.
2: And he don't have to be. He's had success at every level of competition from the time that he was a junior fighter to the time that he became an MMA sensation and a winning record and chose wrestling. He chose wrestling over MMA. He's not a guy that was run out of MMA. He had a winning record. He was an ass kicker. And to be so humble, to be so respectful and appreciative, you don't find that a lot in celebrity athletes.
1: He's something special, saying. Mark. He, no, Mark, he's something special, and I'm really rooting for him. Uh, I, I know he's going to enjoy that moment in front of over 40,000 fans in Vegas uh, tomorrow night. And you're right, he's been successful. And doing that interview with him, like he said, he's just being himself. He's a guy that's a bit goofy, he likes to joke around, he's a goof. But when he gets in that ring, he said it. You better, you better. He said in the interview, "You better keep up with me. I'm not gonna wrestle down to you. You're gonna have to wrestle up to me because I'll wrestle circles around you. So you better be up to the task of stepping in a ring with somebody like me." Awesome attitude.
2: Yeah, not an <clears throat> incredibly awesome attitude. And to to boot, when you're as tough as he is. You know what kind of asshole he could be. He could be. He could be. He could be a pill if he wanted to be. He's not. He's respectful. He's humble, and he's appreciative of every moment. This is a point where the WWE did it right. They did it right. We own their ass all the time because they do stuff that is not traditionally. Correct, and we're traditional fans. Mm-hmm. But with Matt Riddle, they did it right, man. They 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 honed it. They created him uh, in NXT. He's a success story for uh, their developmental system. And I don't give a shit that he's not 6'5 and 280. It doesn't matter. Every now and then you find a guy that's just so good that it doesn't matter what size he is. Ray Mysterio is older than me. He's 5'4", five, 5'3". Five, He's not a humongous giant, but he was a world champion. And that stands for something. His talent goes beyond what the eye can see. It's, it's, it's not a sum of his parts that define him. And Matt Riddle is exactly the same, except Matt riddle is almost six feet tall and two hundred pounds and has a fight background where he's put some big two hundred and fifty pound dudes on their ass, like good night, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Go get that eye checked out <laughs> so i i'm i'm I feel like this is uh this is his time to shine. Um, Randy Orton has been nothing but a gentleman, and being a uh, uh, Randy had to go away so that the the lights could all be on Riddle. A lot of people don't realize like Randy. Randy could have been there. He could have been sitting at ringside. He could have been at the announce table. He could have did a run in. Why? If you do, if you put Randy out there, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh shoot, Randy Orton. What, what is Randy finna do? Why is Randy involved?" No, Riddle got the light shined on him, and he took advantage of it, and he is a bona fide star. It counts for something. I can't wait to see him uh, at at SummerSlam.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Lindsay Rhodes, and I'm so excited for my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, to be joining the XM sports family. We'll be talking about the most compelling topics and to some of the most interesting people in and around the NFL, taking a look at things through my somewhat nerdy football lens. I like to push past the low-hanging fruit to get to the real stories that are going to make you feel like a smarter football fan. So please join me every Wednesday for The NFL Roadshow, available on the SXM app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, Mark, you ready to dive into some more phone calls on SummerSlam?
2: I'm ready. I'm ready to hear what the nation thinks. Tell me I'm right. right.
1: (laughs) I'm sure they will. Let's go out to Ken in San Antonio. All right, Ken, who do you got tomorrow night, buddy?
2: Tomorrow night, gentlemen, I think it's going to be Cena. But then at the end of that match, I have a feeling, and I might be wrong,
0: they're going to bring The Rock out for Roman. And then, for
2: Bobby and uh, Goldberg, what I would like to see is Goldberg win it, but I would love to see the one and only Brock Lesnar come out and throw down with uh, Bobby Lashley. Now, that would be a match. Trust me. Anybody I mean, that's this- it but- would literally, you got to agree, that would be a match.
1: Yeah, but why? Why would you want? Why would you want Brock and Lashley, with, and it not be for the title? Why would you want Roman and Rock, and it not be for the title? Well, Roman is for the head of the table. But then, you know, but he's the at the head of the table because he's the champ, uh, man. You're not sitting at the head of the table if you don't got a title belt, my friend. Yeah, but the Rock has already been there. See.
2: So he could actually literally come and say, okay, Roman, you say you're the head of the table, but here's the deal. I was there first. But, but,
1: but, but, but so Roman won't be at the head of the table anymore because he doesn't have the championship. You know what? Dave, you know what Ken, you know why what are you da-
2: arguing with him? You know what he's doing? He is mixing gumbo and chicken soup. He's mixing them together. Can't that shit do don't go together. You know what Ken did? Ken actually made me realize I was a fucking loser.
1: And Roman is gonna retain tomorrow night at SummerSlam. Ken just Ken did what you couldn't do, but you actually made me see the light. There's no way John Cena went. Roman Reigns is winning tomorrow. Ken made me go the other way, in my opinion, in my direction of what I thought was gonna happen. That's well, how what bad he
2: said? that's how bad Ken's phone call was. Wow. Ken. Listen, man, it's too early to be drinking. This is this is not even day drinking. This is morning drinking. What is wrong with you? Yeah, Ken, I
1: love you, and and because we love you, Get we have to help. intervene. We are gonna have to. We I gotta call a family member or a friend. Have them check on Ken, because Ken at eleven twenty four Eastern time <laughs> is making absolutely no sense. No sense at all. That man just came on. And he just said that Goldberg should beat Lashley. Brock shows up and challenges Lashley. To what? He just lost the championship. And then he says that Cena should beat Roman, which I agree with. But then Rock shows up and says, wait a second. I'm the head of the table. Well, no shit. Because Roman just lost to Cena. He's no longer the head of the table.
2: Wow. Drew kids don't do drugs
1: i think ken might be a member of wwe creative with a phone call like that you know
2: what (laughs) that's that's the funniest thing that you said all day that is great thank you dave
1: MMA Today. Head coach of one, Francis Ngannou. Eric Nixick, the announcement of this interim title fight. How did Francis
3: take this news? I don't even really mind the fact that they made that fight. I think it's just the fact that they made it an interim is kind of what the slap in the face is. I understand they have a business to run and that's their job. But I think just the whole idea of, man, this guy just won the title. I think that's where it kind of becomes personal.
1: MMA Today. Tuesdays through Thursdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Only on Sirius XM. By Nation. Channel 156. Welcome back to Busted Open. Dave LaGreca, Mark Henry. and We welcome in owner, president, and CEO of AEW, Tony Khan. And Tony, awesome, awesome dynamite in Houston.
3: Thank you very much, Dave. It's great to be back with you. And now I'm very excited for Rampage
1: tonight. Yeah, and, and Rampage is going to... Before we get into Rampage, got to go back to Dynamite and got to get back to Sting. The way that show opened on Wednesday night, the chance of you still got it and everything else. I mean, to see Sting at that level, at his age in 2021, was pretty incredible.
3: Absolutely. It really was. Sting brought everything. He was absolutely incredible. uh, And that was one of the most special things we've done on Dynamite, to have Sting make his return to TNT after 20 years. There were so many fans excited to see it. The building was electric. It was a great match. And Sting and Darby were tremendous in the match. And uh, Sting has continued to defy expectations, continued to exceed everything anybody anticipated in terms of his comeback. And it's really just the beginning. So I'm, I'm very excited. And uh, that's kind of the theme of what's happening in AEW this week with the first dance. It's really just the beginning. It's the beginning of a new era and a really exciting time in AEW.
1: And I know you're an old DCW fan, and my favorite entrance of all time is uh, Sandman's entrance in the Hammerstein Ballroom for One Night Stand, but right up there, maybe even a close second to that, would be Jericho's entrance on Dynamite this past Wednesday.
3: Absolutely. It was so great. Uh, what a moment. It was a great match, and you couldn't have asked for a more special moment for the introduction it was just really really cool the crowd along you can't
1: oh it was and and tell me if I'm wrong it had kind of a special event pay-per-view feel to it and it's just an episode of AEW Dynamite and just getting the reaction from the crowd how contagious that it is you do really feel the momentum building and building especially now that crowds are back for AEW
3: Absolutely. It had the energy of a big pay-per-view without a doubt. There was a great card top to bottom with Sting's return to the ring. That match was excellent to have uh, that Texas tornado match with all the wild stuff. We saw Sting and Darby fighting through the crowd to have uh, Sammy Guevara propose to his girlfriend in his hometown and then go out and have a great hometown win. Uh, That was tremendous. The Young Bucks and Jurassic Express had a great world tag team title match. And, you know, even though Jurassic Express didn't get the win, there was some payoff. Really, the finish of this match and the Young Bucks constant outside interference has pushed me to the point where I've had enough and have sanctioned this four-team eliminator tournament with the top four ranked teams all competing starting tonight on Rampage with the Jurassic Express and Private Party, and then continuing next week on Dynamite with the Varsity Blondes and the Lucha Brothers. And we'll have one team standing, number one contenders, and they're going to get a shot at the Young Bucks at All Out in a cage match, which is a fair way for the tag titles to be decided without all the outside interference.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that matchup tonight. Also, uh, Jade Cargill and Kiara Hogan tonight on Rampage.
3: Absolutely. That's going to be a really, really cool matchup. There's a big size disparity. Kiera Hogan is a very exciting free agent, a top independent wrestler right now, has competed for other companies on TV, and is come to AEW and had a few really exciting matches with Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. It's a great opportunity to take on, to on Rampage on the first dance when there's going to be so many eyeballs on AEW.
1: Yeah, and there, and there is going to be a lot of eyeballs. And you have to be happy the fact that that building sold out so fast. Um, I keep talking about it here on Busted Open, the events that are coming up in September uh, in Newark, in New York, another event all out in Chicago. Uh, you got to be happy ab- about the way the AEW fan base has come out since fans have come back.
3: The AEW fans have been tremendous throughout the pandemic. The support on television for Dynamite and locally in Jacksonville for over a year was outstanding. And then now that we've been back on the road, we've had fans turning out all over the country to support AEW. The ratings have been consistently better than we've ever had. And now I think we're reaching a new high point. Going into the first dance tonight, this is the biggest show we've ever had. I think the debut of Rampage was a major success, critically and commercially. We were thrilled with the rating we did, but also the format of the show I was really happy with. Uh, I spent a lot of time on that format, and I thought it was the perfect format for the one-hour wrestling show. The matches had great significance, and really everything on the show was built around that card, and it was a really focused show. It was very different than the format of Dynamite where we do vignettes, and we'll do interviews kind of surrounding pretty much every story, all the big things happening in AEW. You know, we may only cover five or six matches on a Dynamite, but really you'll see so much of what's happening in AEW and keep up on everyone's stories. Rampage a lot more focused and locked in on what's happening on that one hour specifically. Yeah. The format of tonight's show will be very different. It's going to be different than last week's Rampage and really different than most Rampages. I think for an average Friday night, It's going to be a great wrestling show every Friday rampage. And I would expect the format to be more similar to what we did in the premiere episode than what we do tonight. I think tonight's episode will be a very atypical format. It's going to be unusual, but it's also going to be the biggest surprise we've ever delivered. And that's why it necessitates a very different format than what we've done uh, for just a standard wrestling card. But we've also really, I think, unlocked something that going forward is going to be a tremendous way to present Rampage on Friday nights. So even though tonight's show will be a little bit different than last week's and really what we'll be doing going forward, I think it's a very important show we're doing tonight. And I'm very excited about the buzz and all the momentum the company has right now.
1: I I love what you said about unusual and and you said about a lot of eyes being on the show tonight for Rampage busted open. We did a special edition of our show where we talked about spoilers and dirt sheets and things like that. And about how, man, it's just great to be a fan and expect the unexpected and be surprised to be shocked. That's been happening a lot on dynamite. It looks like that's something that's going to happen a lot more in the future as well, but I'm really looking forward to tonight because I don't know what's going to happen tonight. There's a. I think the best way you could dis- explain tonight is if. If, if. And it, it's good to say that word when you're a pro wrestling fan, isn't it?
3: Yeah. It's great. It's great to be able to have those possibilities and not to have everything spoiled for you. But on the other hand, I think everybody has a pretty good idea what to expect tonight. And <laughs> I don't like to let people down. Mm-hmm. I have no plans to disappoint anybody tonight i think people are going to be very happy with what they see they've been waiting to see this for a long time and finally at the first dance i think we're going to satisfy a lot of people and make a lot of wrestling fans really happy and we're going to make some new fans they're going to be people that are going to read about what happened tonight and they're going to want to come check out AEW. and that's exactly the reaction we're looking for
1: All right, well, you know what, uh, Tony? I'm excited about tonight. I think you're right. The first episode of Rampage, you made history. I love the format of the show. I love the throwback one-hour show. uh, And I can't wait to see what happens tonight. And as you said, from everything you're saying, fans are going to be extremely satisfied by what they see on Rampage tonight again, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Tony, thank you so much, as always, for the time. And can't wait to talk to you next week about what we're going to see. Appreciate the time, as always.
2: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
1: Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh-